In 2022, there were over 105 drownings in the Great Lakes, and over 45 of them were in Lake Michigan alone. Over 15 bodies have been found in Chicago waterways this past year. Some point out that a lot of the men that were found were in their 20s or early 30s, and similarly were coming home from bars or parties late at night. This past month, two men were found. One was 23 years old and the other was just 21. Now, people are starting to notice this dreadful pattern and are starting to share their opinions on the case. Some Chicago citizens note that this happens every year. Someone walking home in the dark alone falls into the river and can't get out due to the freezing temperatures of the water. However, some other people believe that these poor young men were murdered. Some even pointing out the similarities in these cases, noting the possibility of a serial killer in Chicago. In this video, we'll be talking about each story, social media posts, as well as discussions and threads on the internet, the potential similarities of the cases, and the possibility of this being caused by a serial killer. We'll also touch upon some past incidents of drownings in Chicago, and if at all possible, what we can do to avoid this from happening in the future. But before we get into it, my name is Kayla, and this is Cauldron Convos. Why'd you just stare at me? <laughs> just didn't even press the button after you literally wanted to press the button. We didn't change this color. Wait, when will this be posted? Oh, this will be posted a day after New Year's, so yeah. I don't know what- New Year's blues still. New Year's blues. We got the New Year's blues, baby. Before we get into it, please consider yeah. subscribing to our podcast. We post every single week here on our channel. We are also launching a merch store at Cauldron Convos at Shopify, it will be linked down below. If you're interested in supporting the channel, all proceeds go directly into producing more content for you. More smoke, more fog. Well, no, no, don't oh. put more fog. I mean, that's how we get more fog. Yeah. Money. Fog's expensive on Amazon. But before we get into it, I just wanted to point out that this episode of Cauldron Convos is a bit different than our other goofier kind of urban legend focused podcasts because these are real cases with real people and we want to be as respectful as possible to the families, the victims, their loved ones, etc. At first, I wasn't going to make a video on this at all, just out of respect. I didn't know if the families would or would not want someone to touch upon it. Wasn't there one recently where the family actually encouraged people to use social yeah, media Yeah, there are a lot of people it. that, well, yes, there is. Her I forget parents. the name of the, yeah. the case. We just heard about it the other day. But a woman that went missing, and she was actually murdered in her driveway. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, they were encouraging that people make videos yeah. about it to try to help find the killer. However, upon looking into this myself, I realized that there aren't many videos at all touching upon this. There aren't many articles that really go in depth on this. So I thought it would be important um, to talk about it. I've been in Chicago over 10 times. I've walked past the lake. I know friends that live there and I've never heard of anything about this happening. I never knew it was that dangerous to, you know, walk by the lake. Anyways, I just didn't realize the danger of the water. So I thought it'd be important to talk about regardless and I again want to be respectful. There's also a lot of theories about the deaths and I think there's a lot of uh, miscommunication and a lot of misleading thoughts on how dangerous cold water actually is. As someone who's almost gotten hypothermia, when you get into cold water, your arms literally cease to function, your legs cease to function. It's one of the most frightening things that's ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, that's definitely something that could be done by accident. Mm -hmm. At this time, they haven't concluded the cause of death of the two recently deceased men. We can't rule out anything. Um, such as possible murder. However, I hope those watching will take note of how common it is to drown and be careful when walking, especially by the water and especially when it's freezing outside. And by no means are we making accusations or are we coming to conclusions. We're simply looking at the situation and analyzing it. 
Yes, exactly. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching. In a lot of these cases, what happens is someone goes missing and a loved one realizes that they are missing. And as a result, they call the police, obviously report a missing person. In some of these cases, the families and friends have even held kind of searches for these missing people. Being someone with a lot of friends from Chicago, I've seen a lot of Facebook posts personally from people I know, my friends, posting about these people missing, asking if anybody knew any mm -hmm. information on them. And in these cases, a few days later, sometimes, sometimes a week or so later, they will find the person in the river or lake. So these deceased bodies have been discovered in the Chicago River, Chicago shoreline, as well as harbors of Lake Michigan many times this past year, as I briefly stated in the kind of beginning of this video. Most of the men have been young men found in Chicago waterways, which has caused some folks to question the connectedness of these deaths. For example, on December 23rd, Barstool posted an article titled, there is a possible serial killer terrorizing Chicago, but nobody at City Hall or in the media wants to talk about it. Later on, we'll talk about more articles, social media posts, and forums. So if you want to jump straight to that, you can do so. You can go into the chapters below and click on another topic and just jump straight there. But first, we're going to be diving into the cases and the occurrences of which these victims actually were found. At 23 years old, Naki Baskaran went missing on Halloween weekend after leaving Celeste, which is a bar in the 100 block of West Hubbard Street, which is located in the neighborhood of River North of Chicago. He told his roommate over FaceTime that he was on his way home. However, he never made it home. About a week later in November 2021, his body was found in the Chicago River. And in January of this past year, the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office ruled drowning as the cause of death. However, they were unable to determine if the death was an accident, so his manner of death was listed as undetermined by the office. And actually, Barstool Sports, the article that I just mentioned before, actually got it wrong. They said that they found his body in January, but no, they found his body in November, and it wasn't until January where they declared um, the death, the cause of death. Now, that's actually a dangerous miscommunication from the media there at Barstool Sports because I know that's a pretty popular... Mm -hmm news blog yeah. with people our age, people younger than us in college and stuff. And if they get that wrong, people are going to think that that guy was missing for two, three months. Yeah. And that I feel like that's more of like a serial killer behavior yes. where they kidnap somebody, torture them or do whatever they want with them and then throw their body in the lake. However, uh -huh. this was a pretty short amount yeah. of time. Well, I thought that it was more when I saw that it was in January from the Barstool article, when I saw January, May or January, April, May, August, September, like when I saw that it was like every month for the past year ish, not really, but whatever. I thought I was like, oh, yeah, this is serial killer. Well, before further investigating and seeing, but he was actually found deceased in November, not January. And we'll talk about this later, but the connection of Celeste, the bar, and the Howl at the Moon bar, which is in another case that we're gonna be talking about, they're like a two minute walk away. So I thought even more, I was like, oh wow, like if this was in January and the other one was like, and it's all in the same area, but it's not even in the, it took over a year for the next one. Anaki's family did state that they hope that their son's exuberant energy and his commitment to making people smile lives on, as well as a reminder for people to stick together when going places. Now the next case on April 30th, a couple, both students at the University of Illinois, Chicago, named Daniel Sotelo and Natalie Brookson went missing. Brookson was last seen leaving her job at Friedman Place, located in the 5500 block of North Maplewood Avenue in Chicago. Sotelo was last spotted at a CTA train stop near Roosevelt Road and State Street, according to CBS News. Brookson's remains were found on May 2nd in Lake Michigan, near the 5500 block of North Sheridan Avenue by the Chicago Fire Department. 
On May 22nd, a fisherman discovered Sotelo's body about a mile from Lake Michigan's shoreline near the Cook County village of Wilmette, Illinois, the Chicago Sun-Times reported roughly eight miles north of where Brookson's body was located. Natalie Brookson's GoFundMe page is closed already. Um, they raised almost $22,000 for her funeral expenses, but in the GoFundMe, they note she was a senior in college pursuing psychology while working as a dietary aide at Friedman Place. One of her friends noted that Natalie is one of the sweetest and kindest people I've ever met. I just wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about each of the people that were found. Daniel Sotelo's family noted he was an absolute light for us all. His kindness was reflected in his eyes and his generosity was conveyed in the way he took care of others. His smile had the ability to warm the heart of anyone that came across it. We are fortunate to have witnessed it as many times as we did. His GoFundMe has also ended, but I will be putting the GoFundMe of the recent. So in this case, it was both of them. I'm assuming they were together and... Either maybe one of them fell in, the other one went in trying to get them. One That's or the what... other couldn't swim. Uh-huh. And then it just becomes a disaster. And mm -hmm. especially in May... Uh, that's when the lake is probably beginning to thaw completely. Mm. So the water is ice cold until probably mid-September, Oh, August. I didn't know that. See, that's that's another thing that I wasn't sure of, What, how like the temperature of the, the lake... The water is unswimmable until mid-September. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why I was like, why would it be... Why would people be drowning in May and then again in like December, November, but not... Especially further offshore. But that makes I sense. Mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not unswimmable. It's just unpleasantly cold. Yeah. And especially like if someone in May. gets, yeah. Another body was discovered in May of 2022. It was 31-year-old Eden De La O. He disappeared from the Brighton Mark neighborhood and was last seen on April 3rd. His body was discovered a few weeks after he went missing on the south branch of the Chicago River near 41st Street and Central. Authorities have not revealed a cause of death and the investigation remains ongoing. Now, we did find Eden's obituary online and we know that he was a loving father of Aliyah, cherished son of Mariah and the late Thomas, adored brother, dear uncle, and now we're on to December. Unfortunately, two bodies have been pulled from Chicago's water this past December alone. The first was Christoph Zubert. The 21-year-old man, Christoph Zubert, was found at the Oak Street Beach at the 1000 block of North Dusal Lake Shore Drive. His body was found with a laceration on the right side of his head. He was last seen around 9.45 p.m. Saturday at the Howell at the Moon Bar in Chicago's River North neighborhood. He had ridden there with co-workers on a party bus to attend their company Christmas party. And Zubert was actually from Poland and had been in the United States since just November, working on a project for work while staying at a hotel. Christoph's sister, Anne Zubert, said in a statement that her brother was a good, sensitive, intelligent child and was her parents' son in their old age. He was a practicing Catholic, praying several times a day. He was obliging, helpful to everyone. He couldn't lie. He loved photography, cycling, running, walking. As a child, he practiced swimming. He didn't take drugs. He didn't smoke. He didn't have a girlfriend yet. Very sad to hear these stories, especially it's just happened like just a few weeks ago. It's just crazy to hear about. And the most recent body was found of Peter Salvino. Peter was a 25-year-old Northwestern University doctoral student who disappeared the night of Saturday, December 17th into December 18th early morning while walking home from a party. Friends and loved ones of Salvino conducted a search in Lincoln Park prior to officials arriving Tuesday evening. Salvino's family said in a statement that he was on FaceTime with a friend at 11.59 p.m. on Saturday night as he was walking home. The friend called back at 12.15 a.m. to make sure he made it home safely. Salvino told the friend at the time that he was still on the way back and was about a half a mile away. 
His phone pinged a location at Diversity Harbor at 12.31 a.m., and the friend called again at 12.37 a.m. to confirm he made it home, but Salvino did not answer. Although the messages were successfully delivered to his phone, none of the friends received a response and calls started going straight to voicemail at around 9.45 a.m. According to Fox 32, emergency crews in Chicago pulled the body of Peter Salvino from Diversity Harbor while searching the area where his cell phone last pinged before he vanished. The night of December 17th, it was 21 degrees in Chicago. There was a restaurant that had a footage of him the night he went missing. He went to stop before, like, after he- Wiener t- Circle. Yes. I've been there. Yeah. Um, and they have, they like, uh, they posted on Twitter to like, you know, uh-huh. about him and they said that he was a regular and he also apparently was going the wrong way from his home or to his home. But people on Reddit started saying, you know, like it's easy to do that kind of at night in Chicago. Now Northwestern posted on their site, he was a third year interdepartmental neuroscience student who was a graduate research assistant in the laboratory of Dr. Lucas Pinto, where he worked alongside others to understand how neural circuits cross many brain areas interact to support decision-making. Salvino is described by his colleagues as effortlessly brilliant, kind, humble, and generous with his time and intellect. Dr. Lucas Pinto said that my heart goes out to Peter's family and his many, many friends. This is an incalculable loss. All of us who knew Peter know how effortlessly brilliant he was. But what we will truly miss is his endless kindness, humbleness, and generosity with his time and intellect, and of course, his understated dry humor. There is a GoFundMe dedicated to Peter Salvino. I'll put the GoFundMe link in the description below and we will also donate to it because this is really sad and I can't even imagine having a friend or I don't have kids, but a kid who um, passed away this way. So if you can donate, please donate. So now after discussing each of the deaths, we are going to be talking about what exactly is circulating on social media that is having people kind of talk about the potential possibility of there being a serial killer in Chicago. On Twitter, someone noted, I'm convinced there's a serial killer loose in Chicago. You mean to tell me there's been several bodies discovered in Lake Michigan? If you're from Chicago, you know we don't go near that place during this time of year. I just want to reiterate, none of these statements are made by me. I'm just simply reading tweets that I found on Twitter to kind of cover what people are thinking about these cases. The general consensus. Another person tweeted, the amount of men in their early mid-20s that have gone missing this year is insane. Their bodies are then found in the lake hours later. Huge red flags. Another put it a bit more plainly, writing, there is a serial killer on the loose in Chicago killing men who visit River North bars and then dumping them in the Chicago River or Lake Michigan. However, um, just to note, I'm pretty sure it was just the two that were in River North bars. It's just like the point that people run with like information people panic and people run with information they'll see one thing and then they'll like kind of change it a little bit and someone else will change it's like telephone but on the internet kind of or on twitter yeah on twitter even worse even worse and again someone else tweeted they're pulling 20 to 30 year old males out of the water in chicago what seems to be every weekend i feel like there's a serial killer on the loose and there's been little to no coverage on this so it's clear that some people believe that some or all these deaths are linked to serial killer and i really think that it could be i mean it kind of fits a memo. They all are going out. They're all probably intoxicated. They all show up the same way. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there's kind of a common denominator mm-hmm. of drowning, mm-hmm. which also happens to be a pretty big issue. Yeah. 
So because I saw all these tweets, I wanted to do some more digging and think because I was like, does everyone feel this way? Are there any people that don't feel this way? Um, And on a bunch of internet forums, specifically Reddit threads, discuss these Chicago deaths. A post in r slash Chicago, which has 491,000 members, was titled, Body has been pulled from Diversity Harbor. The mods have actually removed this post, giving the reason of the rule, no editorialized or sensationalized news titles. However, I don't think that's a sensationalized that's literally what happened yeah a body was pulled from the harbor like so that was kind of weird to me but i might just be like overreaching with that one but even though they take down the post you could still see the comments did you know that doesn't yeah, make sense it's a to little me. tidbit on reddit yes so the top comment on the reddit thread said i feel well warned never to approach the water while intoxicated it never occurred to me that such a simple act could end up like this Another wrote, I will always flood these posts warning of the dangers of the water. A really good friend from college died like this, and it cannot be overstated how dangerous it is. So I've seen in multiple comments on these threads, people that actually know people in Chicago that have died this way. Yeah, I uh, feel like I would try to avoid the water, mm-hmm. especially if intoxicated, personally. Yeah, but not saying that any of these people were, because we don't yeah. know. Um but I guess people assumed because they were coming home late at night. Yeah, and I think it's just interesting that it's within a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. within a certain area of the city, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they all kind of fit the same profile. But some people were confused about how something like this could even happen. With another commenter writing, it could be as easy as deciding to pee in the lake in a heavy gust of wind with freezing water below. Something I would totally do, and I think a lot of guys would do, especially after a couple drinks. A slip or a fall on the ice, just as likely. I think the moral of the story is just avoid the whole area. I agree with that. I think that it could be a slip and a fall, but I think mm-hmm. a heavy gust of wind is a bit of a stretch. Really? I guess you could I mean, see that's how a windy really it was. heavy gust of wind. I feel like if it's that windy by the lake, the water is splashing up onto the yeah. the break wall but imagine and you some, wouldn't even be able to yeah, get that but imagine close. someone walking up to go to the bathroom because you're like want to pee and i don't know and they step on black ice and slip and fall and you know oh that yeah, there you go i feel like that could happen i don't know but another adding in that waves can be stunningly impressive on a windy night if it was windy enough uh-huh. to blow you in the waves would be just as high yeah unless it was a mm-hmm. westerly breeze But this person said that waves can be stunningly impressive on a windy night. He might have seen them from a distance, gone closer to get a better look, and then lost his footing and slipped. If the light isn't good, what looks like just wet sidewalk can be black ice just like on a street. And some less popular comments said things such as, Anyone else finding it suspicious that here has been a string or a pattern even of young men who go out with friends slash coworkers, end up alone, go missing, and then are found in bodies of water days later in Chicago? Additionally, someone else wrote, there is a disgusting pattern of this occurring. Another one happened two weeks ago after a kid left a bar in River North. It's happening too frequently. I'm convinced there's someone out there doing this. Please be safe. So there's kind of a mixed messages on these threads where some people are saying that this happens every year. It's very likely if someone is walking by the break wall that this could happen if it's dark outside, if it's icy, if they have had a few drinks. Um, However, There are other commenters saying that, you know, this is too, like, crazy that there are two people within the past two weeks that have both passed away the same way, both around the same age, um, both young men. I think that this definitely happens every year to a certain capacity, people drowning and stuff. But I think this is a bit accentuated. Mm -hmm. And it becomes, like, when is it a pattern? Mm -hmm. And we can look at cases like the Smiley Face Killer, which is something we'll cover in a different different podcast Mm -hmm. itself. But that kind of fits a similar memo where people go out, they go missing, and then they end up 
dead Mm -hmm. in a body of water a certain number of days, weeks, hours Mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. And then there just happens to be a spray painted smiley face nearby. Oh, Now that's not necessarily in this case at all. No one has reported a smiley face near any of the bodies, but they think it could be like an organized group of people murdering people together, Mm -hmm. like a group Mm -hmm. kidnapping and murdering. But that's not at all what I'm saying is happening here, but I'm just saying murder comes in a lot of fashions, whether Mm -hmm. it's drowning people, pushing people, it could be a serial pusher. Look, in New York City, you can ride the subway, but I mean, personally, I stand well and far away from the platform because people get pushed all the time. Mm -hmm. And I understand that the news is trying to sensationalize, get clicks and stuff, but still, people are still dying by being pushed in front of the train. Another Reddit thread we found was titled Return of the Chicago Lake Michigan Serial Killer. The top commenter noting Lake Michigan is a very large lake. I don't believe that because some bodies were found there it means a prior serial killer has returned. Another Chicago native wrote, I'm from the area and get so annoyed with all the conspiracy theories around these cases. There are a lot of bodies of water in the Midwest. Bodies of water and alcohol don't mix, period. No conspiracy. Some people commit suicide by throwing themselves in too. The currents and cold would be strong enough and easily take someone down. No one ever wants to believe suicide happens, but it does all the time in all kinds of suspicious ways too. No conspiracy. It's just sad and mostly unfortunate. Whatever the case, a murderer isn't going around throwing intoxicated people into bodies of water. It's just simply not happening. I don't think people think that they're like throwing them in no necessarily I mean, it could be but i could i be. think that i understand what they're saying and they're trying to kind of get away from the sensationalism of how people act and stuff but that it's is tough. an interesting point about suicide could it be suicide but i don't think there have been any reports of anything about that and related to any of these yeah there people. is a big stigma around suicide unfortunately as well so mm-hmm. That could always be in the case. I think with in the case with the two separate people, uh, that would be probably unlikely. Mm-hmm. And then what are the odds you commit suicide after a night out with your friends? Mm-hmm. And just quickly, some other people have noted, pretty much every year you have people fall into the lake while walking on the lakefront trail and drown. Oftentimes, these people are inebriated. The surf on Lake Michigan can be powerful and can slam your head against the concrete seawall before you even have enough time to come up for air. It's overwhelmingly likely this was just a tragic accident. Additionally, someone else noted that this actually happened to one of their old friends. Their old friend fell in over the brick wall after drinking at a bar downtown. He said it was so dark he couldn't really see or couldn't climb back up. He tried to submerge and push off the floor, but it was too deep. As he was freeing... He was able to shove his hand in a crack and was screaming, but nobody was around. He said his last prayers, and right when he was about to let go and die, a dude running at 5 a.m. saw him and pulled him out. My friend passed out and came to at the hospital. He never got to thank the man and truly thinks it's a miracle he survived. So that's just kind of a personal anecdote someone had about a friend, which I believe them that that happened. Why would someone lie about that? Um, and I've seen other people in the comments, as I said, talk about people that they've known. Uh, A lot of the commenters are noting that several of the victims were last seen at bars or parties in the city's River North Nightlife District, including Bascaran and Zubert, and so they think that this is like a parallel, and they draw the conclusion that because of this, maybe it was by a serial killer. So I wanted to research a little bit more and see. I wanted to find out the locations of where these people were found, if there were any similarities in where they were, that kind of thing. And I found that Zubert's body was found at Oak Street Beach, while Peter Salvino was found at Diversity Harbor. Now, these locations are just two miles away from each other, and they disappeared about two weeks apart from each other. So I thought that they were, since they were two miles away, that was kind of odd. But again, just because it could be a it could literally be a coincidence, and they could have just both separately drowned in the same month and be kind of similar ages. Not, I'm not drawing conclusions. I'm just pointing out 
a little bit of more detail. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean anything because Bascaran was found in November of 2021, but he was at a bar called Celeste, which was a 0.1 mile walk or two minute walk from Hal at the Moon, the bar that Subert was last seen at in December. Now, these occurrences happened over a year apart, so... I'm not saying anything, but I just wanted to It's just an observation. Just an observation. And I think that regardless of whatever we have to say, our opinions, our analysis, our observations, I think that somebody at the Chicago Police Department should maybe look into this in some capacity. We are by no means qualified investigators. We are simply people that do research, observe, and then provide our conclusions to our listeners here at the Cauldron Convos podcast. Yes. Drowning, yeah. I just wanted to bring up a few other drownings that have happened in the past in Chicago, um, just because I think it's important to, I don't know, compare with the past. Is there, have there been any drownings? What have been the incidences of it? And I thought it was interesting in January of 2011, a couple that was celebrating their one year anniversary was torn apart when a man apparently tried to re- retrieve a water bottle from Lake Michigan and drowned. It happened early on New Year's Day near the Buckingham Fountain. And the crew pulled 19 year old Michael Hilling. His girlfriend noted, we were there to celebrate it was our one-year anniversary it was our anniversary at midnight isn't that sad that's terrible all because she dropped her water bottle in the water and so he went in to go get it um they were just sitting on the edge of the embankment and he fell in and drowned never ever mess with the water january too it's freezing I i guess i should have noted that there's a difference between people that drown like when they're on the beach swimming versus people who fall in and drown you know not that there is really a difference, but we're talking about the people that fall in and how likely that is. Do you know what I mean? Like this this article is about a nine-year-old who drowned, but she was like on the beach. Like yeah, she was swimming. No. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Cauldron Convos. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you did, make sure to give it a like, comment, subscribe because we post videos every single week. And please be respectful in the comments because these are real people we are talking about. This is a true crime topic. This isn't an urban legend or paranormal or anything that we want to joke about. These are real people with real families. And please consider donating if you have the financial means to the below GoFundMe links as we will be donating as well. And actually the next episode, we will be in a new location. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of a set change briefly. See you guys next time.